you know, we don't sit in a vacuum and try to assess what we think the market needs. We we just talk to the women we work for and say, hey, what are your biggest pain points? And if if you could have a dream of what your X, Y, and Z looked like or felt like or worked like or performed like, what would that be? This is Outside by Design, your all-access pass to the world of creativity in the outdoor industry. Welcome, all you outdoor creatives, to the Outside by Design podcast. This show is brought to you by Wheelie, a creative agency that specializes in helping brands articulate and amplify what they stand for through human-centered creative. My name is Iris, and I'm so excited to introduce our guests this week. They are two of the co-founders of one of my favorite apparel companies, Dovetail Workwear. I literally just spent the last weekend working for hours tearing down an old shed in my dovetail overalls, and I'm wearing them again today for a day in the office. That's right, they're perfect for any kind of work that you throw at them. Lisa got to chat with Kate Day and Sarah DeLuca, two of the incredible women who created Dovetail out of a need for high-quality women's workwear that they just weren't finding on the market. Kate and Sarah talk about how they utilize customers in product development, workwear as a tool, implementing a growth mindset as a small company, and their focus on sustainability. Lisa also got Kate and Sarah to verbally introduce some of their soon-to-launch products that will have you yearning for fall to come as quickly as possible. I can't wait for you to hear this one and get to know Dovetail, so let's get into it. So welcome to Outside by Design. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. And the first question we ask every single guest is, where are you and what are you looking at? So I'll have both of you answer that. There you start. (laughs) Okay. um, I am in our downtown Portland location, and I am looking at um, the series of clothing racks that's surrounding me to muffle the sounds of trains and hammers and all the other things that go on in our office space down here. And I'm Kate Day. I'm one of the co-founders of Dovetail um, and Lead Out Sales. And um, I am sitting in my home office and it looks very white and plain behind me, but in front of me, I have lots of inspirational materials related to Dovetail and our work and some family photos. And then I have a nice little window and I look out on my street and there's a tree that I planted a couple of years ago and it's just about to start budding out. So pretty good setup when I'm not in the office. And what do each of you do? Like, what's your dynamic here? Just so I kind of know who who I'm asking what. Well, like Sarah said, we're kind of like two, I don't know, sisters from two different mothers. We're kind of two opposite but very complementary sides of a coin. It's kind of amazing that we've developed this professional and working relationship um, given the serendipity of how it all started um, and we can go into that story more but Sarah and I were friends first we were parents of we have children that are about the same ages and our kids um, both go to a, a language immersion program a public program here in Portland and so we got to know each other through the PTA and walking the halls of our kids uh, schools and then I we used to have a landscaping business and um, was working in Sarah's yard a lot, and I was constantly complaining about my workwear. And Sarah happens to be an apparel designer, and she's been in production. She's been up and down all ends of the apparel chain, and 
uh, working with global um, big and small, um, you know, names. And she kind of said, hey, I could help you with that problem with your pants. And that's how the whole thing got off the ground. But it was very organic. And um, now, you know, several years later, Sarah still leads out product development. Um, we have a growing team on that side. And I help lead out sales. And we're in wholesale as well as on DTC. And it's a pretty um, ambitious venture that we're in. And so that's why it is always kind of amazing that we really switched into really full-time business women um, roles and, and, you know, founders of a company. And, but we just kind of really think in synergy and complementarity and help each other in all kinds of, you know, big and small ways as we try and grow and, and build a contemporary company that's focused on women having workwear that is really worthy of them. So kind of what we do and we do it every day day in and day out and it's been pretty awesome do you want to add anything to that um i would just say that i think in a small brand you tend to play multiple roles so even if i'm working on product i'm often supporting kate on the sales side and vice versa kate's been an integral part of product development from the brand with the brand since day one and continues to be um she's our fit model. She puts her hands in every single pocket. I call her at midnight and ask to bring over samples to put on her. So um, sort of that collaborative effort around the development of the product uh, has remained intact since day one. And I think it's helped us keep sort of a very authentic um, and sort of continuous view towards our product. I love that. So why is this your life mission now? Like, what is it about workwear for women that you feel is worthy of your time and energy and brain power? And um, yeah, what do you, why, why this with your lives? Uh, you know, it's funny because it started with Kate and Kyle's landscaping business. And it was really bringing a product to market that filled a need that did not exist. Um, and I think the minute we kind of stuck our toe in that water and understood how big the gap was um, and started to work with the women that were struggling to find product um, and struggling for with the women who were looking for, you know, recognition that their their jobs were worthy and that they were worthy of gear that was focused on them. We never looked back since then. I mean, it's just a very compelling place to be where, you know, even from a product development standpoint, you know, we don't sit in a vacuum and try to assess what we think the market needs. We we just talk to the women we work for and say, hey, what are your biggest pain points? And if if you could have a dream of what your X, Y, and Z looked like or felt like or worked like or performed like, what would that be? Um, and it's, it's fun and it's exciting. It's super challenging. Um, but, you know, I think Kate and I both have kids. Um, you know, I have a son and a daughter and for them to grow up seeing and being in a world where women are on equal par to their male counterparts is, is exciting. Um, and we feel like our apparel is a means to that end. Yeah, I would, I mean, I would just second everything Sarah said. It, it's all started in such a personal um, individual way. I've worn workwear most of my life and, you know, just felt so dissatisfied. And then, you know, one conversation began to repeat, but the next, and you started to see this trend and this 
experiencing individually, so many other women were having it. And so the chance to manifest a business that could address that, it just continues to just like exponentially build on the power and the sort of opportunity and the need for it. I don't think we even realized how like kind of missing um, this kind of quality, well-fitting workwear was in the market. We didn't even know when we kind of got going and it's just been like the power of the connectivity and kind of almost just like a scaling and exponential growth around like how much community and support and kind of um, recognition. And, you know, in a lot of ways we always just say we're, there's, we make the product and we, you know, labor over the product and of course the brand and the brand articulation, but in many, many ways, it's just sort of putting a spotlight on what's already happening. Like women in so many non-traditional and physical occupations working so hard, being disruptors, doing just the heavy lifting and not making claims, not wanting the spotlight, just trying to get it done, taking care of their families. And so it's just been shining a light on what's happening out there and like the sense of, I think, um, yeah, community and support and that there's others out there for women. I just felt so good to create a brand that has a product, but also, um, you know, has kind of like a spirit about it that women feel like they can tap into and be a part of and um, they, they need it. It hasn't, I don't think there's anything else out there that kind of recognized them that way. So, you know, every day, we get up and it's a very, very powerful kind of gas in the tank. I love that. One thing I really admire about your company is I'm a women-led brand and we work with tons of them. And often I feel like there's this sort of strange mindset of like the starving artist where it's like the women's brand, like we're a small company and we can't get any budget. And it's like, well, I feel like that's a limiting belief and it doesn't seem that you exist in that world. And maybe that's, you do a better job hiding it, but it seems like um, there's a bit more of like a growth mindset and it seems like there's more abundance and a bigger scale and a huge vision for your company that you're able to tactically achieve. Is that just from the outside or you got me fooled? Is that happening? I think you definitely, um, are seeing that we believe in scalability. We believe our impact can be much greater. We actually, our goal is to be the best workwear brand out there, um, regardless of gender, right? Like our, we have very lofty goals um, and we are scaling fast. Having said that, we are super scrappy. um, And I think we are very cognizant of sort of business principles. So, um, you know, how to offset our overhead, how to really be lean and mean about how we approach really anything within our budgets and be very strategic and thoughtful and intentional. And so that's probably helped with our scalability and growth because those principles have been driving us since day one. Um, So I, I would say yes to both things. Yeah, I mean, that's such a nice compliment that you gave us and you don't, you know, we don't, we're so in the weeds um, you don't really know how you're perceived on the outside in a lot of ways, and especially hearing that from another women-led and owned business is just such a huge compliment. And I think from the beginning, we've been, um, the mission is so clear 
and the like the value proposition is so clean like there's such a dearth of quality workwear for women um they workwear should be another like premium tool that you have like would you go out and buy you know a a, a low-end tool or saw that you know would you know possibly affect your safety or your productivity no and so it's very clear to us the value of the product itself um and it's been very clear from the beginning like we like just like sarah said we want to be like the most successful at it if we're spending all this time and all this effort like we want to be the best at it we want to be a household name um and so i think having just such a huge vision that we feel like we can execute on has really driven us um, and we haven't really cut any corners. Like we are on DTC and we want to be in wholesale and we're on Amazon. And it's like, we have to compete and we know what that looks like. And we're working really, really hard to achieve it. And, and in this, at the same time, like Sarah said, like, I think the culture is we work super hard. Like it's still a really small team and we, you know, try to be very, scrappy even about how we do spend our resources and we watch our bottom line very very closely it's a really crazy world to be in in anything that has any supply chain and product is very complicated and we actually i think are probably fairly advanced given our like number of years um in terms of how comprehensively and systematically we're looking at inventory and systems we have global supply chains it just takes constant maintenance um, and so I think we're just trying to just really look at all sides of things and it does, it is creating a great product, but we just work, work, work all the time, never taking an eye off the ball. And people sometimes say to us, oh, you guys are so big. And I think we look bigger maybe than we are. I think we're just really, really committed and um, highly productive and just making something that is resonating with people. The Outside by Design podcast is proud to partner with Athletic Brewing, a non-alcoholic beer company dedicated to making great-tasting craft brews without compromise. From the Free Wave Hazy IPA to the Upside Dawn Golden to the All Out Dark, Athletic Brewing has something for everyone. And at only 50 to 70 calories per can, you don't have to choose between having great beer and keeping your edge. Use the link in the show notes for free shipping on two or more six-packs from Athletic Brewing. Happy sipping! I use your company as an example all the time. Do you want to hear how? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of weird. You have to hang with me for a second. But um, so as a creative director, and by the way, only 3% of creative directors are women, which is wild. Um, But at Wheelie, kind of like our secret creative weapon, I call unlikely animal friends. Um, and I based this off of when I was a kid, I saw that gorilla Coco with that kitten. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah. Why do you remember that? Isn't that like such an obscure reference, but everyone knows it. And it's because it's this huge gorilla and this fragile kitten. And these are two things that don't go together and they've been combined perfectly. Um, and I think that that's the secret to creativity and also business, but you have product that I love. Um, and you do it with, with, an, with a one piece of pants specifically, you do it with the, uh, Krista DIY pant. 
which is comfortable, but it's a, it's working, it's work apparel, you know? So, and those two things don't go together. It's like, why does this feel like I'm in sweatpants, but also it's so functional that I'm wearing workwear. And I think that that's how I should tell brands, like that's how you make unlikely animal friends with your products, because those two things don't go together. And yet it's my favorite pair of pants because of it. That's so great. Yeah, I love that parallel. That's really, that's really great. Yeah, I mean, I think we've never accepted whatever paradigm was put around workwear by the big companies for 100 years. We just, we never accepted any of those rules. Um, and it's, it's helped us. It's helped us like bring better performance to fabrics. It's helped us create unlikely friendships of animals in, in the Krista DIY, so to speak. Um, yeah. But, and, and the, women we work with and provide product for, I don't think any of them have ever accepted the rules that were put around their their respective occupations, which is why they're all groundbreakers in their own right. So um, it's, yeah, it's, it's a fun, it's a fun place to work from with product for sure. I think you're hitting on it though. Like I think we do, um, I think we are kind of, I mean, Sarah's not an outsider, but to the industry, I certainly am. Um, and I think it has given us some real power to not sort of follow, you know, how you're supposed to do it necessarily. Um, so it's been the best of kind of like knowing sort of how things operate, but then kind of coming at it very, you know, like not, not maverick style, but just like almost ignoring you know, the way that it's been done before and being so deeply rooted in like, what is the problem? And, and instead of like looking to the industry, looking to trends, looking to other, you know, companies and the way they're doing it, we're always only more or less taking the information from our consumers. Like we have an amazing program and continuous feedback and dialogue. And that's like the best part of the business. I think I can speak for almost all of us that are involved in it. Like the women that we meet, the work that they do, the things they've accomplished in their life, how they carry themselves, how they show up, how they have defied, you know, gender norms and cultural norms and work norms. Like they are the most inspiring. And now, especially like the company of course started from Kyle and I being in the dirt and doing a physical job, but we're not doing that anymore. And so we're like, we can't, I mean, we have such a point of strong point of view, but we're not in the field in the same way because we're running the business. And so the only way we're going to be able to inform and develop product is by talking to the person that's in the field. And so we just have a growing, huge network of women that are constantly giving us feedback and wear testing for us and telling us, you know, and we say all the time, like, we love hearing about what you like about the product, but we're way more interested in what you don't like and how do we improve it and how do we improve it. Um, and so I think that that's maybe not so common and it is time and resource intensive, but that's just the way we want to do the business and we wouldn't want to do it any other way. And it's made such a difference in kind of how we show up. And I think also like even things where we've, we've sort of had the greatest uptake initially in the outdoor world, because I think outdoor really understood technicality and technical fabrics and sort of 21st century fabrics in a way that workwear in America has not embraced at all. And so it's been the ability to sort of like move in between categories and take the best of both categories and recognizing like from the very beginning when we were talking, when we were still in our landscaping business, we'd say, 
you know, I'm wearing workwear for my job. And then Kyle and I would actually make like an hour in our day to go home and change out of our workwear. And it wasn't because it was dirty. We were so proud of the business that we had, but we were in old Carhartts and this was before they were trendy, but we just didn't really want to be seen in them. And you didn't want to wear this old duck canvas around, you know, for the rest of your day for your other activities. And we're like, you need to have clothing that works and then you can wear it in the rest of your day and you feel good and you feel good about how you're presenting and it can do both. Most of the women we work with, that multifaceted aspect to their worlds is really very relevant. So whether it's the woman that's running risk management up on Mount Hood and up and down on the chairlifts, and then she goes home and she has a beautiful workshop where she's, a, you know, does woodworking or, you know, the tradeswomen we're working with in downtown Portland, who is an avid bike commuter, like most of the women we work with have multiple aspects to their day. And so the ability to meet them um, and perform for them in all ways, all all days, um, is is really important to us as a brand. Yeah. And pockets. Like and pockets. You have the best pockets. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's it right there. And pockets. Like why we just actually did a, a newsletter a blog that there's a fascinating there's even phds we've had some women that have done phds on women's workwear and the whole history of pockets is surprise surprise like a sort of an encapsulation of our history and sexism and the patriarchy and um you know men's pockets are significantly bigger wider and there's way more of them and it's just like if nothing else I think that's even you know we have lots of women that wear dovetail and it's they're not you know the you know site engineer on a big you know crew and they don't need maybe the technical side of things or the durability but they just love that there's actually a pocket for their phone like it's kind of revolutionary and so yeah do it I wear your pants on our shoot shoot days, like with our film crew. I wear your pants every time because I just shove lens caps and and microphones and equipment like all over the place, and the overalls are great for that. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, at Wheelie, we we all wear your stuff out on shoots just because of the pockets. Yeah, we have this internal phrase: "Wear your wear your toolbox," and that's kind of encapsulates it. Yes, and it makes such a big difference. I love that. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. So outdoor industry is like a lot of our listeners are from the outdoor industry. I have not seen you at OR. That doesn't mean you're not there. Do you guys typically go to OR? We have actually, it's been our, our big trade show. We were there before COVID and it really is honestly where we launched the brand. Um, when was that Sarah? That was 20 June, 2018, June, 2018. Yep. And it was, um, it was such a blast. It was so exciting. I'd never been to OR and sort of heard the stories and kind of dropped in out of from another, you know, whole livelihood and professional background. So that was fascinating. And we just had a lot of uptake and just the beginning of kind of this, you know, this rocket ship that we've been on. But then during COVID, of course, we haven't been there and we've been, you know, there weren't any trade shows and we've had some, um, regional shows that we've been at just for sales purposes and we've done you know some we've done a series of digital trade shows kind of trying to just adapt and pivot during such a complicated time but um i'm sure that we will be back at or hopefully sometime soon because it's been great yeah kate's become a tiktok star 
um, creating internal videos oh. for us to send out on our sales channels. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that, but um, yes, we just, you know, especially during COVID, that was, I mean, COVID was complicated for everybody and there were a lot of things that were challenging, but just trying to really, you know, adapt and use more digital tools and figure out if you can't be in person, we've just, you know, done a lot trying to, how can we, especially with apparel and with product and gear and so forth, like you had to get really creative. I'm sure you've been totally steeped in that, Lisa, like, what do we do now that we can't go show people stuff in person? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Video has been massively helpful to every brand we work with. Yeah. 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 So do you consider yourself an outdoor brand or kind of like, I love, I love brands that blur lines and I'm curious kind of how you self-identify as a brand. I would say we definitely blur lines. Um, a lot of yeah. the women we work with both work and recreate in the outdoors. Um, and I think we sit sort of at that nexus. Um, and even, you know, it was interesting early on, we were talking to like big brands like REI, and they were doing all this background research on customers that were coming in and shopping. And they were buying like, you know, that quintessential performance wool sock, but they were buying it for their work, not necessarily for hiking, but they may hike in it too. But a lot of our customers, again, sort of walk that line of both outdoor and work, or they work in the outdoors. So um, I don't know if that answers your question, but. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think we've always said, I mean, we really see ourselves cross-cutting various industries. We are workwear, but how we don't want to define what workwear is for the person that's wearing it and how they choose to use it. And so it, I think in the beginning, when we first started, we did especially have a lot of visual identity with women in the trades. They are like the Nike consume. They are like the Nike athlete, the elite athlete, right? Because if it works for them and the level of intensity and stress and abuse that they put on their workwear, then it will work for everyone else. We also love, you know, the consumer that is out. Maybe they're just hiking. Maybe they're camping, fishing. You know, helping break trail or clean trail for volunteer work. And then I think, um, you know, that just the women that work in natural resources has been such a big part of our focus. And so it's kind of always been a trifecta for us, tradeswomen, which are a small part of the market, but such a defining uh, sort of user, women in natural resources, whether recreation or work. And there are so many women working in natural resources. Like we were recently at a um, consumer show that was with the um, Geological Society of America. And the, there's now 50% of all women going into natural resource jobs, or it's 50% of all people going into natural resource jobs are female um, and often wow. extremely rugged, intensive. You know, we think of the tradeswoman as the one having the most intensive environment and wear on her clothing, but many of the women, you know, in geology, for instance, scrambling up lava flows and, you know, out for weeks in the field and so forth, and they're in rain and wind and you know, it's, it's quite intense. So I think it's a very valid recreationally, of course, but really on the professional side. And then we always have tried to also think of women in studios and shops and crafts. Um, and that's a very, you know, wide range of whether it's a female brewer or a woman who's a, a metal artist um, and everything in between. So I think we don't, we just don't really pigeonhole ourselves. And it's kind of like, 
workwear for the way you want it and the way you want to wear it. I do think from a product standpoint, the outdoor industry has very much informed us because the women we work with have the same requirements and they're usually having some sort of physical activity. So things like breathability, UPF protection, water resistance, um, offering lighter weight options, all of those things have really been core to how we've developed product because we recognize that, um, you know, if you have a waterproof jacket, but it's not breathable, it's probably not going to function for you, whether you're recreating or working in it. Um, so it's been fun to kind of look at technologies in purely outdoor brands and see how we can incorporate them for our customer as well. Do you need to transcribe a video or podcast episode? This saved us a ton of time once we learned about it. Look no further than Descript. We use it to create transcriptions for every episode of Outside by Design. That way, Iris can have a life outside of work. Descript allows you to record, transcribe, edit, mix, collaborate, and master your audio and video all in one app. Click on the link in the show notes to discover Descript and start transcribing videos and podcasts. That's, is that your newest product? Um, I think that this is fall 22. So it's coming coming around the pike. Oh, what is it? What do you, can you want to talk about it? <laughs> can you talk about it? Sure. Um, let's see. Founders favorites, Kate. Help me out here. Um, you can, well, can we talk about Brit Ultra Lightweight? Yeah, please. Well, I, I think just in, in everything that Sarah was just saying, like breathability, water resistance, mobility, um, you know, I think we did begin with heavier weight fabrics and that's what a lot of mm -hmm. people know and wear currently. But as we've had more time and more space to continue looking at the line and saying what's missing, and of course hearing a lot from women, not only in the Southern part of the state, but I mean, everywhere it's getting hot now, it's a hot world, right? So product that really works in heat and we have women, again, in trades that are steam fitters and working in very intensive kind of hot environments. Um, so Sarah developed, yeah, a product that is so amazing and feels like nothing on your skin, but has incredible durability. And that's the Brit Ultralight. You want to talk a little bit more about it, Sarah, technically speaking? Yeah, it's just, um, I mean, you kind of summed it up, Kate. It's, I think bringing something that's the lightest weight fabric we've been able to bring, but still has the durability and the water resistance and nice stretch and gusseted crotch. So it kind of carries forth all the basic principles of the rest of our product, but in an offering that's way lighter weight. And we definitely have seen, um, you know, a real absence of lightweight. I mean, it's so intuitive. Why wouldn't you have lightweight options for women? But it just seems to have not been um, a big focus, but certainly for us, it is. And we are looking at a future that is warmer, to Kate's point. And so I think continuing to think about how do we meet the world where it's at um, and, you know, increasing need around, you know, water, um, lightweight, all those things um, are just part of our whole conversation as, as we look at like product pipeline. Behind me is Fall 22, which is not lightweight, by the way, um, but little sneak peek, Lisa. So um, one of our favorite fabrics that we developed early on, but we've kind of continued to iterate and improve upon is an all-in-one thermal fabric, which um, incorporates just 
you know, all of the great things about fabric technology, wicking, thermoregulation, but it's super soft. It has a fleece interior and the exterior looks like a, a rugged denim. Um, and, you know, early on when we were talking to women that were wearing, you know, a lot of our wear testers are up in the Arctic and they're like, don't make it too heavy because then we have to take it off when we start sweating. So make it mm. so that, you know, it can function on its own to like 10 or zero degrees and then we'll layer underneath as we need to as it gets super, super cold. So this fabric we developed early on and again, improving upon it every year and, and now we're extending it out. So it's in this cute jacket and we put it in our, our Brit utility, which is sort of our hardcore work pant. Now we are offering it in a slimmer fit, the Maven X. So that's really fun. Um, and then at the top, uh, you must be your left, um, is our old school rugged work vest. So just, you know, going after, you know, a work vest that, actually was sent to me by one of our wear testers that was in her wardrobe for like 10 years and the zipper broke. And she's like, nobody makes it like this anymore. And I'm like, okay, we'll make you one. And uh, we'll put the best damn zipper on it that you'll find. Um, so those are some of the fun little sneak peeks that are coming. Oh man, that's going to be way fun. That thing look, that vest looks amazing. It is. Like you're just sort of like all kind of snuggly and soft and it's got the canvas. It's got a million pockets. It's got a, a secret pocket, which we won't totally give away right now, but just when you didn't think you could get any more pockets in it, we did. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. And actually that thermal fabric, well, it has more um, recycled poly in it. So we've got some, I mean, we've always had some really great sustainability stories. We don't lead with that, but it's sort of part and parcel for how we do our work. The manufacturers that we work with always looking at the supply chain and certainly the fabric story. Sarah mentioned, you know, like we have our no fade black uses a waterless dye process. Um, there's just a lot actually really engineered into the fabrics and and you know, a sort of always being cognizant as much as we can about what the what the footprint is. But the thermal fabric has been really improved on that side using the recycled. And it has so much stretch in it. And it's just like, it looks like a great old, you know, jean jacket, but you just can move in every direction and you've got this warmth. So yeah, fall 22 is rounding up pretty, pretty well. Oh, love it. <laughs> so that kind of leads in beautifully to the last question I had prepared, which was, um, how do you use, well, it's on your website. Sustainability is really important to you. And as a company. And so if you want to speak on that, you're part of the UN Global Compact, which I had never heard of before I went to your website today. Um, but yeah, kind of what do you have going on there for sustainability? Well, we look to the UN Global Compact because it is so comprehensive and how it looks at labor rights and sustainability issues. So it looks at things like women's rights, which most of the standards don't really look at. Um, it looks at just all aspects, which is one of the reasons we embraced it as sort of our leading principle. And yeah, you you really, you know, you said it. Sustainability is really important to our brand. It's a work in progress. Um, as many people that work on sustainability will tell you, I mean, it's it's complex. You choose one thing, you're, there's a trade-off here or there. There is no I say this a lot. There is no silver bullet. There is no perfect solution. Many times you're often choosing between this is a better option. Is it perfect? Maybe not. So we take, 
we take all of those conversations really seriously. We do a lot of research. Um, we try very hard not to greenwash. Um, we tell our customer what we're doing, and we hope that um, that they like us for who we are and the journey we're on. Um, but we certainly don't try to, you know, pretend that we've nailed it or we're perfect or we're working on, you know, trying to get rid of all of our poly bags right now. And, you know, it's like, how complex could this be? But you get to the distribution center and they're like, you know, we don't own our own distribution center. So we have to work around all of these, you know, just the logistics of getting our product through the pipeline and getting in the hands of our customer without it being dirty or all wrinkled. Or, um, And so I think it's, yeah, it's core to our brand. Um, we're excited about, I think, if you look at our our relative age as a company, I think we've done amazing work around sustainability issues. But like I said, yeah, we have enough humility to know that um, it's a long road and we're just going to keep, we're just going to keep working at it. I'm, I am just such a huge fan of your brand and every, yeah, I love how you show up. I love your product photography. I think your sustainability efforts are beautiful and I, yeah, I'm just a huge fan. I think you show up very well. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Lisa. Yep. It's a true labor of love and we have a lot of fun doing it and trying to just be, um, yeah, I guess like realistic and true to what it is. So, and it's an amazing team. Um, and we've had, you know, nothing but support really from people like yourself and in the outdoor industry. And uh, we've been really lucky, really supported. There's been very little resistance. And then, you know, the women are just so awesome. It's like, how could you not be like to get up and work on this all the time? So. Oh, cool. Well, thank you so much for your time. And where can people follow you online? We'll put the link in the show notes. Yes, um, you can follow us on Instagram at Dovetail Workwear. Likewise for Facebook, um, where our website is dovetailworkwear.com. Um, and if you want to sign up as a subscriber, we have really fantastic content that's stories called Women at Work, about just the wide range of what women are doing and to really care about the stories that are getting out there. You also can hear about promos and so forth. But I think the best part is just um, who you discover through that. Um, those are the big ones, right, Sarah? Am I missing anything? Yeah, the newsletter is is my favorite. I'm always so inspired. And it's funny because I work with these women all the time. So, But then we'll do an interview and there's all these cool mm -hmm. things that come out that I didn't even know. And mm -hmm. yeah, I'm always emailing the team like, oh my God, can you believe her? She's amazing. Anyway, yeah. It's so true. I feel like every single time after one comes out, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I had no idea. I love her so much. And then the next one, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. Cool. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you and your time. Thank you so much for tuning in to Outside by Design. This show is produced by Wheelie, a creative agency that specializes in helping brands articulate and amplify what they stand for and making really cool creative work that serves as a gift to your community. You can find us at our website, wheeliecreative.com. As far as this podcast goes, you can visit wheeliecreative.com slash podcast to find more episodes, transcripts, and the show notes. We are also found on Instagram at wheeliecreative. Please subscribe, leave a five-star review on your podcast app, and share this podcast with a friend. That really helps us grow. 
And you can also support us by visiting one of our affiliate links, which you can find in the show notes. With that, I'm Iris. Thanks for being here.